Hello and welcome to the Cards HQ Louisville Sports Insiders Podcast. I'm Dominique Gates. Joining me is Cameron Teague Robinson. We're coming back at you after, you can say a little hiatus. We took a week off because of signing day and Cameron was sick. Yeah, on signing day. Yeah. So made it for a terrible Wednesday. We wouldn't have been able to get through a podcast yeah. and I would have just fallen asleep because, yeah, yeah it makes for speak. a long day. Yeah, my throat, hurt, my throat hurt really bad and I could barely speak on signing day. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, if I, I'm, I'll be sniffling throughout the podcast. I apologize. Yeah, so we're going to get through this one so we couldn't go two weeks without a podcast. Right. So we thank you all because, hey, the bowl game is coming up this weekend. Well, really, you could say next weekend because it's on a Monday yeah, on the 30th. The day of the time that we're airing, we're yeah. recording. So you can say that. So I, I feels like a weekend, I guess, because it's like the 30th yeah. heading into New Year's. It's on a Monday, but that is going to be what it is, but – we're going to talk about that, but before we get into the bowl game, and we'll also have Tyler Hork with the Clarion Ledger to talk more about Mississippi State, that opponent for the Cardinals. We do need to briefly talk about signing day. Yeah, yeah. Because there were some some drama, some drama, yeah. some fireworks. Yeah, that was crazy because but few still, weeks, few a weeks signing ago, class. Thought, a few weeks ago, you thought it wouldn't be, it'd be drama free signing class. It's never drama free. Yes, that's never. how it is. Especially because what is Saturday called poaching season? Yeah, poaching season. Not only for coaches but yeah. for recruits, yeah. especially when new coaches come in to these programs. They're like, yeah. oh hey, let's try to make a late push at these guys. Yeah. That's what Florida State did, yeah. Mike Norvell with Chubba Purdy and Josh Griffiths. So yeah. Cardinal fans were freaking out. They were crying. That's they were in their feelings. But big loss. It I was. Mean, you can't just – you're losing one of the top dual-threat quarterbacks in the country to a coach who had been at Florida State for a week. Yeah. And that's a big deal. I mean, it's – I don't think it like – I don't want to say it's a big deal. I mean, I think it is in the sense of, like, it's it's one of the few times this season that I think you could look at and be like, Satterfield, like, was just – that's a legitimate loss. For coaching loss, I guess, and it's, I know it's recruiting, but recruiting is part of your job as coaching. I mean, for a, a new coach to come in a, a week into his time at a new school and be able to poach your prize recruit from you—that's—I mean, that—that's—that's that's not good. It does, but and on the other side of that, I will say, like you said, it's not—it doesn't kill the class. Like you had another quarterback, T. Webb, who when I did my superlatives, I thought T. Webb was the sleeper of the class. Like, yeah, I mean, he, no one, no one, no quarterback. That throws for six thousand yards and sixty touchdowns in a second all time as his high school's record record book is a, a bad quarterback. Yeah, um, only person who's thrown for more touchdowns at his high school was Lo- Trevor Lawrence, who is a pretty good quarterback at Clemson. Yeah, he sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> so so it's it's not a huge loss, but I mean that was the big storyline. It was a big deal. Um, I mean you just you lose your prize recruit, it changes things a little bit. I guess the reason why I didn't make a big deal out of it in terms of how some fans were. I get, yeah, I mean, Satterfield was on this guy for at least That's a year, June. committed I mean, yeah, for, what, six than, months. Yeah. So you could say this was a year-in-the-making relationship, and, yeah, it took Mike Norvell a weekend yeah. to get him to flip. So I get that. But at the same time, I guess looking at it from a big picture, Louisville still has Mikel Cunningham. Right, they got quarterbacks. They still have Evan yeah. Conley. Yeah. And then it's T. Webb. So Florida State, they – you know, Chubba Purdy's right. looking at, hey, he could probably play right. as a freshman the, for The quarterback State. situation looks better now than it did when Chubba Purdy committed in June. Exactly. And Juwan Pass is back. Yeah. I mean, he's pra- he was practicing yesterday when we were out there. Um, no boot. Maybe he's throwing. Yeah. No, I don't think he's going to play to me. City Bowl, but right. regardless. Like, yeah, that's three quarterbacks returning and then T-Webb stepping in. That's 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 a lot. I mean, when So, he, yeah. So, looking at it like that, yeah. it's, you know, it's well, like, hey. Norvell probably pre- – 
probably p- pitch, hey, you could start next year. You could start next year. You won't play for Louisville for maybe three years, yeah, exactly. if that. Yeah. So that's part of it. And, I mean, with Griffiths, I mean, yeah, I mean. I just he, It never seemed like a firm commitment. Even it wasn't. It wasn't. He flip-flopped so much. He did. So, usually, that just, you know, part of it. No yeah. one should feel comfortable. And t- I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It's a right. valuable lesson. Yeah. Until a player signs – you shouldn't. Feel I mean, there are players who, and if we're going to talk about the players that flip, we should talk about the players who didn't flip. I mean, Kobe Baines, who's an offensive guard for Louisville, was being sought after very hard by Miami. Yeah, and stuck with Louisville. Um, Cameron Wilson, Louisville's star defensive pr- target here. Uh, maybe not star now because they just signed a two call American, but Cameron Wilson's a four star outside linebacker who will likely play very early next year. Yeah. I mean, the kid's got legitimate pass rush skill. Um, was sought after by a number of other teams. I mean, this. Yaya Diaby, the Juco American yeah. defensive end they just signed, just got a Florida State offer two days before signing day and still picked Louisville. So, like, if we're going to talk about the other side, I feel like we should also t- talk about the, the, that side as well. Like, it sucks that they, it's it's tough on them, and it's it's not – it's a I guess it's a – I don't want to say black eye, but it's a mark on the recruiting class that y'all pretty flipped. Yeah. But it's also a testament to them that they were able to keep some of these guys – on on staff, I think overall, I think they got a pretty good recruiting class, and they added depth. And yeah. you made the comment, Dwayne Ledford. Yeah, I said, said this is the best offensive line class, one of the best offensive lines classes he's ever had. So, which is big. Yeah. Obviously, Brian Brown defensively, he realized he still needs some depth there. Yeah, yeah. He he told us yesterday at practice that he said they added depth, but he said it may take another year to get the kind of depth they want. Exactly, it's going to take time because they just don't have the numbers. It does. It takes yeah. a lot of time, but I mean, yeah, that's the process. This is where like. Everyone expected Louisville to be anyways. Yeah. But just the fact that they won more games on the field this year is why it's like, whoa, are yeah. they ahead of schedule? But again, it's still a work huge in work in a, progress. A lot, I mean, they signed twenty six guys, um, twenty four, twenty five in the and I'm off in my numbers, I think, but it's a lot. Yeah. Twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. I would not be surprised if 15 or 16, if not more, see the field next year some yeah. way, somehow. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking about, like, not just four games. I mean, I, I think those guys will see the field. Yeah. Um, because they just don't have depth. They're losing a lot of seniors. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're going to have to play them somehow. Yeah, because, I mean, you still yeah, you need Lyman. Yeah. you got two tackles. Two tackles they're going to – Makai and Haycraft yeah. are going to – you know, there's spots where need to be Robinson's filled. Gone. Gigi Robinson's Kane gone. Gigi Robinson's gone. Kane Pass. And, yeah, you got some guys. You really are going to have to fill a lot of spots. Yeah. So that is going to be something to keep an eye on next season. But we're not talking about next season. We're talking about – the 30th with this bowl yeah. game and you know they've had some practices here in Louisville and they're going to be heading to Nashville uh, pretty much after Christmas so they'll have Christmas in Louisville yeah, and they then they'll they and then they'll be heading to Nashville just to get ready for the festivities and practice um so it's it's going to be a big thing so really win or lose it's still big for this program to play in this bowl game but yeah. i guess after the way you played against Kentucky you got to win this game you have to at least, if not win it, at least make it competitive yeah. and interesting. Because yeah. I mean, you just you laid an egg against your rival. You didn't even look all that great against Syracuse. Laid an egg against Miami. So, just the, that's the one thing you don't want to talk about is how did you finish the season? Right. You know, it's that's momentum. what all coaches yeah. say. And that's what Satterfield. I remember in October, I talked to him and Mike Siriano, and they said champions are built into seasons are are made in November. Yeah. In December, like yeah. you have to finish strong now. You got you got your bowl eligibility. You got to a tier one bowl, but after that beat down against Kentucky, I think everybody there wants this. I, I think you'll hear from Tyler Horker who said that their Mississippi State wants this bowl badly because of last year. I yeah. think Louisville wants this just as badly because of that Kentucky game. That's a really bad taste in their mouth getting beat like that 
um, by your rival. Yes, because the last thing you want, if you're Scott Satterford and this team, the storyline is, you know, you ended the season yeah. losing two straight right. and really three out of four. Right. So you don't want to talk about that heading into the season. So winning a bowl game could be huge heading into 2020 because – in years past, I, I just think about last time Louisville played in the Music City Bowl. That was the big game for Lamar Jackson. Right, yeah. Next year, he's the Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. and this they is, were flirting with the potential of getting a playoff. Right. It's a, we uh, Disclaimer, no one's getting a Heisman next year. No. They're not going to flirt with a chance to go to the playoff next no. year. But that's it's just, that's the type of momentum your program could go on if you win this bowl, bowl game. Yeah, so uh, although, I think that's really big. Yeah. So. Although there was a story on our website the other day that had Javion Hawkins as a uh, 2020 Heisman favorite. So maybe I shouldn't say that so quickly. Hey, I mean, I don't think that will happen. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But, I mean, he's definitely having, like, he could have a first-team All-American type year, right. you and know, maybe getting. I think the thought behind that is probably because you, if you, leave the, if you lead a Power 5 conference in rushing, you think you're probably at least in the contender. Yeah. You know, so. especially in a ACC that is like the running back of the right. world. I mean, with Florida State, what Clemson has with Etienne, and you know, and, and Boston College, guys, and all those guys will be gone. Yes. So Hawkins will probably be the best back in the ACC next year, and he will be all eyes on him. So you know, you can't rule out the potential. Is it's the Doak Walker Award? No, I was talking about the Heisman. No, I'm talking oh, about like yeah, the, yeah, for yeah, the running yeah, back. The running back. You know, so you know, you can't rule out. That is a yeah, possible yeah. thing, and I mean, I don't know about Heisman, but again, yeah. that's something that you can keep an eye out on. So it's just going to be interesting heading into 2020. But again, you just have to show something in this bowl game because you have a month to prepare to. Right. Yeah. 15 practices, and Scott Satterfield's never lost a bowl game. Yeah. He's never he's never lost a bowl game. So um, that's I, I now competition is a little bit different. Yes, it I is. Think, but also the talent on his team is a little bit different. I yeah. think, or maybe not talent, but athleticism on his team is a little bit different. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd be interested to see how again his preparation is not changing, same consistent everyday Satterfield that you get. Yeah. But um, it would be interesting to see. I guess I'm saying interesting to see again. But <laughs> it it will be to see how he deals with the bowl game and all these weeks off, um, rec- mixing recruiting with it and how the team comes out. Against against this Mississippi State team, this is the last team they played in a bowl game. Last yeah. time they were in a bowl game was 2017. Yeah, I think it was uh, Citrus Bowl, which announced the Tax Slayer Bowl or something. I don't yeah. remember. But they lost Mississippi State, or they, they beat Mississippi State. They played no, Mississippi State. They lost. They lost a the game. They yeah. did. They lost they, that game. Yeah. But so yeah, they lost that one. The last time they played in the Music City Bowl, they right. won that. Texas they beat A&M. Texas A&M. Lamar Jackson, yeah. yeah, with Lamar Jackson and Kevin Sumlin was yeah. still the coach. Bobby Petrino was still the coach. So right. it's it's really funny it's to see where change. things are. So. Yeah. One is an NFL MVP. One's at Arizona. The other one's fired. Yeah, but still yeah. like reeling in like fourteen million dollars. Yeah. So yeah. life is funny sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is. But before we move along and talk with Tyler Horka, he's going to talk all about Mississippi State. But just from just what you looked at from them and what I've been able to see, it's pretty simple. Stop Kylan Hill. More than likely, you win the game. Easier said than done. Yeah. Because especially, I mean, Mississippi State just got to watch the Syracuse and Kentucky film. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse yeah. to bring up the Kentucky game, but look, you knew Lynn Bowden was going to run the ball. You yeah. knew Chris Rodriguez was going to come run the ball. You knew what they were going to do. It was a very yeah. one-dimensional thing, but you still couldn't stop it. So that's going to be the case for Mississippi right. State. I think there's this only there's a few differences between this game and the Kentucky game. Mississippi State has, has the threat to throw the ball. The quarterback isn't great. Right. Freshman, but he can throw it. Yeah, um, and, and also, they've used two different quarterbacks. Like they've right. been going back and forth. Right, and um, Kentucky 
offensive line is legitimately one of the best in the country. Very Mississippi true. State offensive line is not that. That's very true. Um, so you have to give Kentucky some credit for what they did in terms of their scheme and their offensive line. They're yeah. just physically just much more dominant than yeah. a lot of teams. Um, but yeah, I think Kylan Hill and I. Brian Brown was describing Kylan Hill's game to me yesterday. He said very shifty, shifty running back, very agile, makes a lot of people miss, but also isn't afraid to lower his shoulder. I said, I looked at him. I said, it sounds a lot like you're describing Javion Hawkins. Yeah. Um, and he said, yeah. He said, he said, this is what Javion Hawkins can be in a few years. This kid's just a little bit more experienced and knows the game more. Right. Um, so it's it's guy there. They're gonna have to get hats to the ball. They gotta, they're gonna have to gang tackle this guy um, because he's gonna make people miss for sure. It's the open field where I think where Louisville could struggle because that's where they struggled against Kentucky as well. Yeah. So I, I think you just if you I mean. I'm gonna just be blunt. I don't think they'll stop him. Yeah, it's because more of a containing him, contain him, yeah. kind of like how they did against Boston College. Right. They didn't stop AJ Dillon, but they contained yeah, for him. for a couple quarters. Even against Florida State, they contained K Makers for a couple quarters. Yeah. But just that's like I think that's just the key: contain him, and your offense has to get back yeah. to where it was. Right, and I, I think I think they can on that side of the ball. I think there is a little bit to the health of Mikael Cunningham in that Kentucky game. He was not fully healthy. No. He was sick. I saw him uh, throwing up on the sideline, right, to be honest yeah, with you. He was you. sick. He did have a stomach bug, um, as the rumor was earlier in the game, before yeah. the game started, but he was always going to play. Yeah. Um, but, and also, Mississippi State's defense isn't, the secondary is not Kentucky's secondary. No. Um, they give up, I think, near 14 yards per completion, which is sixth worst in the country. Um, Louisville averages eight, nearly 18 yards per completion, which is third best in the country. Right. Um, I just that's that's an unbelievable mismatch. I yeah, think Louisville can score points, and I this is my thing with this. Louisville has played well when it plays average defenses. They found ways to win because they can outscore teams. Yeah, this is an average defense. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those things where it, it it works out for Louisville if they do what they can do best. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, so I, I think that's it. I mean, you know, I don't want to get into picks just yet, but. I mean, I just think that really is the key to the game. Score, points, just like how you were, like I said before, because, yeah, Mississippi State's not a very good defense and just contain. um, Kylan Hill. Yeah, Kylan Hill. Just keep him contained because, again, he's going to come out ready to play. He decided not to – he declared for the draft, but, like, he's still going to play in the bowl game. So – He's gonna come out ready to play, you know. So should note that, uh, but Kai Bacton will not play. Yes, um, for has, any, for people living under a rock that right, did not yeah, know that. Yeah, he he, he declared for the draft and will not play. Great um, for him. Yeah, no surprise. He should. Yeah. Smart decision. Um, Adonis Boone will start at left tackle again, like he did against NC State. Um, and he did fine. He did all right. Yeah, that was that was one of their worst rushing games, but I think it's more an NC State boxing, just putting nine people in a box. Yes, um, hoping to stop it, but. Um, yeah, that 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 will be. I think what you'll see in this game is Louisville's not going to play its freshmen in the offensive line because they already have their four games. They're not going to burn a redshirt for a bowl game. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll see a good core of what will be the offensive line of the future. I mean, Adonis Bount is not as good a left tackle. Caleb Chandler, Caleb left Chandler. guard. Cole Bentley at center, um, and Jet Robbie Bell at right at right guard. Yeah, you know, you're just replacing the right tackle with Tyler Haycraft. But I think those four, you'll have those four returning starters coming back next year. Yeah, so that's going to be big. So. Just curious about this game and just, again, how Scott Satterfield and that staff will prepare now that they have a lot of time under their belt to not only just rest up, recuperate, but to prepare and get back to the fundamentals and uh, clean up a lot of the mistakes that they were making through this second half of the season, getting ready for the Music City Bowl in Nashville. All right, joining us now on the Cards HQ Louisville Sports Insiders podcast is a familiar name. We've talked to him quite a few times, taking a look at Mississippi State 
That is Tyler Horkup with the Clarion Ledger. Tyler, thank you for the time. Let's get right into it. I know uh, we just talked a few weeks ago and got a little bit of a look at Mississippi State, but now that they've had some practices, they've gotten some, uh, I guess, some of that needed practice time under their belt. What's been the the mood and just the vibe uh, with this Bulldogs football team? I think these guys are pretty excited to uh, have another opportunity to play another football game. I mean, a few weeks ago they were they needed to win three of their last four games just to get here, and you know now they're at six and six. And I, I feel like they uh, they think they have a good chance of you know having a winning season. And, you know, it's one game go out beat Louisville. That, that's you know the, the full mindset is to go out and play their best game of the year. There have been plenty of games, as you know, for a six and six football team where they, they come out and they feel like they haven't been at their best, but. This is an opportunity to, you know, get those 15 practices in, and you got a full month to prepare for one team. So uh, they're, they're feeling pretty good, and um, I think it's going to be a pretty good football game. Tyler, is it is it weird at all? We were talking about this in the office a little bit ago. Is it weird at all to think that Mississippi State is bow eligible because of an Ole Miss receiver that went to uh, pee on an imaginary hydrant in the end zone in the final game of the season? Yeah, I mean that was that was the talk of the town, really the talk of the country at that time. It was the prime time uh, Thanksgiving game, so yeah. it was um, yeah, it was interesting to see that that's how it unfolded. But if you look at that game in whole, they pretty much were winning the entire thing. It was never a sure bet that you know they were going to win, and obviously Ole Miss had a chance to tie there. If, you know the personal foul them because put them back fifteen yards on the extra point, but. In total, I think Mississippi State played a better game. Obviously, Ole Miss is a great football team, 4-8, and eight, and they had to fire their head coach after that. But I think State played a decent game there, and uh, I think that's why they have a little bit of confidence going into this next one. How, now, obviously, Kyle Hill, top leading rusher in the SEC, how big is it that – not? I mean, he's obviously going pro, but how big is it that he's stayed to play in this game? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's Kyle Hill to a T right there. That's his uh, – I've said it on multiple shows, and I've probably said it with you guys before. He's just a really angry runner, and uh, he loves playing the game of football. And you can tell when he runs. I mean, you can give him thirty carries, forty carries, forty carries in one game, and he's gonna do, he's gonna run every single one like it's his last. Uh, really, really hard physical football player, and um, he's he's made a, a point of saying that he wants to finish his career with a winning record in bowl games. Obviously, Mississippi State lost the Outback Bowl last year, and. I think that is honestly still driving some of these guys. The fact that you know they had a pretty good year last year and they could have won nine games if they won that Outback Bowl against Iowa, but you know, they uh, they dropped the ball. Literally, Stephen Gidry dropped a, yeah. a game-winning touchdown pass in the end zone. So uh, I think these guys are, are really motivated to try to get another win. Yeah, Tyler, we've talked a lot about this. Cameron and I have about Louisville's defense, and simply put, they're not stopping Kylan Hill as much as they're going to try and. But I guess as far as that Mississippi State defense, that right there is why it could potentially be a little bit of a shootout. Mississippi State's defense hasn't been very good. Louisville's defense hasn't been good as well. But I guess that defense, who are some guys on that in that unit that Louisville has to be aware of? So I don't know if you guys are aware of the suspension deal that Mississippi State has dealt with this season. Yeah. It's been a little confusing. Yeah, there were three guys who – three main guys on defense that have been suspended for eight games and Joe Moorhead got to pick the four games that they played in. They served that suspension now so they can play. Two of those guys have returned interceptions for touchdowns this year. That's Willie Gay, a linebacker, and Marcus Murphy, a safety. Those guys are going to be flying around the football field. Louisville definitely has to pay close, pay close attention to those guys. But uh, 
Harold Thompson is another linebacker. He's a junior captain. Um, he hasn't announced whether he's going to go to the, the, the NFL or not. So he's kind of had that mindset where he's all, he's locked into this football game. And, you know, it, this could very well be his last game in maroon and white, too. So I think there's a lot of guys on that side of the ball that are motivated. Because, like you said, it hasn't been uh, a banner year for Mississippi State defensively, especially following last season where they were one of the best defenses in the country this yeah. year. It's been a... It's been a rocky road, but um, I think these guys are pretty motivated for this. Tyler, obviously, um, Louisville's offense is one of the most explosive in the country. I think they're averaging 18 yards per completion, um, which is an unreal stat considering how bad they were a year ago. Um, I know Mississippi State's pass defense hasn't been great. I know I think they're averaging somewhere close to 14 yards per completion. Um, I guess what can you tell us about the passing defense? Because I think obviously that I think that'll be a big part um, if. Either team wants to have success, um, and the passing game in that in that phase will be a big part of the game. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, one of Mississippi State's best defensive backs, Cameron Dancer, announced that he's going to go to the NFL draft, and he's not going to play in the game. So you know, that's a pretty big loss for Mississippi State. He's he's the best lockdown guy on the outside. So you're going to have a couple freshman corners who are going to be playing a lot, Jerry Jones and Martin Emerson. I think that's going to be a really fun matchup to watch in this game to see what those guys can do against. I think Louisville receiver to uh, they go out and make big catches and, like you said, churn out a lot of yards. So, yeah, that, that's probably um, where the game will be won or lost for Mississippi State is if they can contain that Louisville passing game. And, like I said, a, a couple of freshmen are going are gonna to be tasked to do that. So that's a pretty fun matchup to watch in this game. How does – I don't maybe this is too much insider football, but I guess how does – over the course of the last season, how has Mississippi, Mississippi State done in kind of defending the slot? I mean, because Louisville has maybe the best slot receiver in football in Tutu Atwell, um, and he's just he's just been able to kind of just beat everyone down the field for, for big plays game after game. If there's, if there's one route that Mississippi State can't seem to cover, it's a slant. So if he's going to be running slants from the slot all game, yeah, that could be a, a big issue for Mississippi State. And part of that is Bob Soup's game. Um, he loves running the nickel back out there, and uh, Mississippi State has been a little uh, injury-prone at that position, and Brian Cole is the guy that plays that position. Well, just two days ago, he said that he's going to the NFL draft and he's not going to play in the game. So, yeah, there's going to be some inexperience for Mississippi State trying to cover the slot, and, you know, like I said, these DBs, they're pretty young and they don't have a lot of experience. So, um, yeah, that, that could be a huge factor in the game for sure. Yeah, so this is going to be fun. Really looking forward to this Music City Bowl in Nashville. So we'll obviously have you covered with Louisville football, but Tyler Horka with the Clarion Ledger will keep you posted on Mississippi State. Give him a follow at TB Horka, and again, all of his work will be on the Clarion Ledger. Tyler, thank you for the time, and we'll see you in Nashville. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Great talking with Tyler once again. And Cameron, you ready to make some picks? Yeah. I'm not really sure how... I was so back and forth on this. Yeah, I was talking to our columnist, Tim Sullivan, before coming in here because he was uh, making his pick for the paper. He was asking me my thoughts, and I was like, I've been really back and forth on him as well. But um, I, 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 think I, ha- I think I have my pick, um, but I'll let you go first. Why do I have to go first? Because I haven't figured out the score yet. Okay. I know who's going. I have know who I think is going to win, but I'm trying to find out a score. I've been, You know, it's so funny. I've been picking Mississippi State to win this game for the longest Pretty much as soon as that Kentucky game was over, I said there's no way Louisville's going to win this game and it's going to be ugly. But as I've just thought more about it, I just feel like Kentucky didn't get enough credit for 
how good they were, too. Yeah, they're not 30-some points better than Louisville, but they were 37 points better than Louisville on that day. In terms of just like, yeah, the offensive line, as we mentioned, the defense – like Kentucky's defense has been good all season. Yeah, it's not like it just all great, of a sudden became great good. secondary. Too. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it just all of a sudden became good. Right. Like that defense was good. Right. So, you know, the Louisville offense just struggled. The whole off, just the whole group struggled. So, I feel like Mississippi State has a little bit more in terms. Of, I guess I don't want to say weaknesses compared to Kentucky, but like you said, the just offensive average. line. Yeah, like the offensive line isn't as good. The defense yeah. isn't as good. Um, they're 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 more they're average in more places than than great like Kentucky was. Yeah, so Kentucky was just better in that. And again, I'm just gonna stick with the fact that traditionally, historically, Scott Satterfield has had success when he's had extended time to prepare for a team. I think it's gonna well, be except Miami. Except Miami, yeah. I guess in terms of the bowl games, yeah, he's yeah. never lost the bowl game. So, man, g- give me Louisville, uh, thirty-eight to thirty-five. I think they'll contain – I think they're going to do what they're supposed to do, contain Kylan Hill, and I think that the offense will just get back to what they were doing and scoring. Yeah. So. Yes. My thing – I think the biggest thing for me when I was talking to Tim was that this is the yards per completion set that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Tyler – like, you heard guys heard Tiger, Tyler say they don't – they can't defend the slot very well. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a, whether it's a slant or a crossing route, which is basically just a, a deeper slant. Um, it's I think Tutu could have a huge day. Um, and yeah. if they try to contain Tutu, I think Des could have a huge day. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I pointed kind of Mikel Cunningham's health. I, I just think that they're going to be more prepared offensively. I think they have a pretty big day. I think Hawk, J- Javion Hawkins has a pretty big day. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just don't think when they play average defenses, they find a way to put points on the board. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what they'll do again. I think they probably put up. I'm gonna go 42. I'm gonna go 42-38, Louisville. Louisville. I think they're gonna put up. I think it's gonna be a very high-scoring game um, because both these defenses haven't played well. Yeah. Um, and Louisville and both offenses are healthy, um, so I, I really think Louisville has a chance to put up a lot of points. Mississippi State gives up yards, um, but they force turnovers. Louisville doesn't really turn the ball over that much. Yeah. Um, so I think it fits. I think that's that's my pick. I'm sticking with it. Yeah. So I was really back and forth about it, but I'm gonna stick with mine as well. So. Regardless, just from what the scores indicate, we're both expecting a pretty good yeah, Music City Bowl game. I just want it to be entertaining. That's me too. I mean, granted, I'm going to be in Nashville, so I'll already be entertained just because yeah, if I, gotta I cover love a it. Football game in December, I don't want in a to cold, be yes, three. a cold December game. So yeah, yeah I want to see a good football game, yeah. and I, I'm not sure what the crowd would be like. I think Louisville would travel fairly well. I, from not what, sure I, about from what I was State. told, Louisville sold a ton of tickets. Yeah. Um, so I think they they said if they have not sold out their alignment, they're very close to selling out their alignment. I'm not sure what Mississippi State's crew will be like, right? But from what I was told, Louisville has sold a ton, a ton of t- tickets for this already, which I expected because right. like the Louisville Kentucky basketball game is on the 28th. Right. Two days later is the football game, and, it's, and so. it's not like it's a. Sometimes these bowl games can be in a situation where like it's year three for the coach, and they've won seven games for three years in a row. Right. And it's not exciting. I think for this team. And their turnaround, I think it's a pretty big deal for them. And the possibility, I mean, we believe it's going to be the eighth win. Yeah, which, right, right. Like I said, which is double what most people predicted. Right. So it's going to be fun, at least we think so. But Monday, December 30th, 4 o'clock in Nashville, it's the Music City Bowl, Louisville versus Mississippi State. Cameron and yours truly will be heading to Nashville. We'll be up there early. 
uh, about two days before the bowl game. So we're going to have some stories. We're going to have some videos. And I'm still going to try to get Cameron up on the stage to sing some karaoke. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not sure if that time is 4 o'clock Eastern or 4 o'clock Central time. I think that's I think it's Eastern. 4 o'clock Central. Is it 4 Central? I think it's 4 Central because the whole day is planned out. I think that's 4 Central time. Okay, so... We'll double check on that, yeah. and we'll get back to you. But we'll have it in a story. We'll have it on social right, media. Yeah. We'll have you posted. So speaking of social media, it's at CJ underscore T, at Real D Yates. We thank you all for listening to this week's Cards HQ Louisville Sports Insiders podcast, and thank you to Tyler Horica for being the guest. So enjoy the coverage. Enjoy the game. We'll see you next week.